It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Welcome to Kogel Wine and Film, a perfect pairing. I'm film critic Gary Kogel, and today we're not only happy to be back after a year of lockdown, movie delays, and a lot of streaming, we're going to take a look at the upcoming Oscar nominations, from Best Picture and Director to all four acting categories, along with Best Original Screenplay and Best Adapted Screenplay, which means... We have a lot of cinematic ground to cover. And I'm wine expert Haley Hamilton Cogill. And yes, we are thrilled to be back and talking about our favorite things, wine and film. Yay. Especially toasting the Oscars. And you know, Gary, nothing is better to toast any celebration than bubbles. Champagne. We love champagne. And for the seventh year in a row, the esteemed champagne house Piper Heidseek is partnering with the Academy of Motion Pictures, Arts and Sciences, the official name for the Academy, to pair their special limited edition magnum of their Cuvée Brut. And this year, they've done a a magnum of bubbles for the Oscars for the past, obviously, seven years. Um, And it's usually poured at, like, the Governor's Ball and at all the events leading up to the Oscars. And since that's not really happening, and the Oscars this year, as we'll get into, is a little different than than we've ever seen before, mainly the fact that it's also been delayed. Usually we do this in February, and it's now April. Um, But so how they did the presentation this year is it's a light up bottle. So it's a magnum of their Cuvée Brut. And there's a cute little contraption so that you can actually it has a light in it. You so flip you a can, switch and the switch bottle lights up. And the up. bottle lights up so you can light up your celebration. And it's a big darn magnum. So that's two bottles, right? It is. That's two bottles of wine. And it's just, champagne. it's just, it's cool and it's great. And so, you know, champagne's always the perfect way to start a night. So, well, we, how cool are you to get one of those we, bottles? We did get one and it is. It's get over cool. yourself. It's that is so fun. great. It's pretty fun. So, it, let's raise a glass to all the nominees as okay. we get into our show today. Um, and the great films presented in this very unique year in this very unique year right i can talk still i haven't done this in a while oh i know I, I'm, I'm a little rough around the edges but it's my belief that a good to a great movie begins with a good to great screenplay so let's begin our oscar conversation with best original screenplay and here are all the nominees and what's interesting is i think two of them are written by women uh promising young woman by emerald fennel uh, the Trial of Chicago 7 by Aaron Sorkin, who we love. Aaron Sorkin's such a great writer anyway. Uh, Minari, which is a great little screenplay by Lee Isaac Chung. Sound of Metal was nominated as, as Best Original Screenplay. It's by Abram Harder and Darius Martyr and Derek Sam France. 
And then Judas and the Black Messiah, which I think is a film that's been coming on and getting a lot of publicity kind of near the end and up to the Oscar race more than most films, by the director Shaka King and Will Benson and Keith Lucas and his buddy and his brother Kenneth Lucas. You know, I look at these and I, I on original screenplays, and I'm going to say this too, there were so many films that were delayed this year, mm-hmm. big, big films, but usually in the screenplay category, it is smaller, more thoughtful, more interesting. It's not, Wonder Woman's not going to get nominated right. for a screenplay. I don't even know if West Side Story would or something like that, but it, that didn't come out. But these are all really good. But man, I think early on, I thought The Trial of the Chicago 7 was just a, a really fine screenplay and a really fine movie. Which I wouldn't expect anything less from Aaron Sorkin. From Aaron Sorkin. Lo- lots of words. And I think it's one of his best movies. Mm-hmm. It's also a movie that holds up. Some of these films you'll see once and you won't see again. Mm-hmm. You'll appreciate them. Uh, I think Minari just keeps getting better and better the more I think about it. The Sound of Metal was always good, and that's a really good screenplay. It's also got great sound yeah. in it. Uh, Judas and a Black Messiah, uh, I think, is a, is a good screenplay, not necessarily a great screenplay, but it's got great performances in it, and it's well-made. But Man, Promising Young Woman, to me, the more I think about that film, and we'll talk about it a lot today, that, that movie is smart as a whip, disturbing. So bothersome. Funny, mm-hmm. because it's a dark comedy. And mm-hmm. if you think of it through the lens of a dark comedy, it gets even better, mm-hmm. because you feel uncomfortable laughing. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what she's going to do. As she starts cornering every guy in her life and every guy that had a lot of bad things to do with her and people mm-hmm. around her. But, uh, boy, man, that's just that's the screenplay for me. So I think it's mm-hmm. either that or Aaron Sorkin. Minari could slip in there and win it. But I think Promising Young Woman is the one to beat here. Interesting. Yeah, for, for original screenplay. Because there's so many things that are adapted. So let's do the adapted ones here, too. Adapted, uh, you have Nomadland, which is winning just about every award. And not all of them, but most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you have The Father, which when we watched The Father with... Uh, and who wrote uh, Nomadland? Nomadland was written by the director, Chloe Zhao. Thank you. As you just said, the, the writers women. before. So let's give, let's give yeah, all, right. celebrate all these great women. Well, she's, she, this is, you know, we're, we'll get to that. This is going to be her year. I think this is the year of Chloe Zhao who's already got two or three movies. Every star wants to work with her now, not only as a writer, but as a director. But she she adapted Nomadland. And then The Father, Florian Zeller and Christopher Hampton. When we watched The Father with um, um, Olivia Hopkins. Coleman and Anthony Hopkins, that film is really good. Mm-hmm. And we kind of didn't want to watch it. We kind of put it off for we a put while. put it off for a little bit. But yeah. It kept getting really good notice. Mm-hmm. We've seen a lot of movies like it, but it's one of the higher ones. Mm-hmm. It's really, really, and he's great in it. They're both great in it. The White Tiger by Rabin Bahani. Uh, the Borat subsequent movie film <laughs> was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. It's up for a whole bunch of Oscars. And Sasha Baron Cohen write, wrote the film along with everybody else in it because most of it's ad-libbed. So they get screenwriter credit. I yeah. think that's pretty funny. You know, if it, if it won the Oscar for screenplay, they'd have to all walk up there. Right? <laughs> and I don't even know if anybody's walking up anywhere this year anyway. And then One Night in Miami by Kent Powers, which is a really powerful adapted really, that's screenplay. A, that's a really good... It's a good movie. And and again, good words. Yeah, really because... interesting. Because that event... And then when you think about writing an adapted screenplay, because it's based on an actual event that happened, but nobody ever wrote down what happened. They just know it happened. Mm-hmm. So you have to dream what it would be like to have Muhammad Ali and James Br- Jim Brown, you know, and Sam Cooke and and, and and all these guys in that room together and what happened 
that night after Ali won a fight. It's just really interesting. I think Nomad Land wins this. I think I think I think we're going to have the only thing that could beat it would probably be the father, but I think Nomad. I, this is her year, you know. I think she's going to come out looking really really good. I think these are all really good screenplays, and I uh, I in any other year I think uh, I'm not sure Borat would be nominated. <laughs> But but I yeah, but I appreciate it. But man, you know, Nomad Land and Promising Young Woman are both just fine, fine films, and so is Trial of Chicago Seven and The Father. Yeah, good, thoughtful films. And yeah. you know, the funny thing is now Sasha Baron Cohen can can always say that he <laughs> is an Academy Award nominee. Well, he got Rudy Giuliani to be in his film, <laughs> and I'm not saying he badgered Rudy to be in it. Rudy did it willingly. Yes, he did. And he there's a whole bunch of stuff about Mike Pence in there, too, and it's really interesting. Okay, let's not go political. Let's instead talk about how every winery, just like you have to have a really good story to make a great film, you have right. to have a really great leader that understands the story of a winery in order to tell it guiding it in the direction that will really deliver that story to their guests and their consumers. And so to pair with our screenplays, we're going to pair um, Domaine Carneros. Nice. Which we, yes, we did just talk about bubbles, but it's, uh, you know, we always love, we more bubbles, the better. It's one of my favorite places to go. It's one of my favorite. And it's it's so beautiful in, um, in the Carneros region of Napa Valley. And since its start, it, it had a, a leader that was a female. So when the Tatingers decided to start the winery and their California property, they brought in Eileen Crane, who's was known as the doyenne of sparkling wine for, for Napa Valley. She led the winery with with such poise and elegance and leadership and really created what I think is, I mean, there aren't that many champagne houses in, in Napa Valley, but I think that Domaine Carneros is, is by far one of the finest. And she retired last year. And, and you know, you always kind of are, are worried when a, a respected property does, you know, when their leader decides to, to finally step down and what's going to happen and what's going to be the next phase of leadership. And they brought in Remy Cohen, who, you know, yeah. I mean, I love both of these women so much. And Remy had been the head of Lede Family Wine. So that's Cliff Lede mm-hmm. and Fell and, and she's just a dynamo and she's, she's young and she is a visionary and she's cute as a bug and cool as can be. And her name's Remy. And, and <laughs> it was when, when they did kind of the retirement party for Eileen and then the welcome to Remy via zoom, as we've all kind of figured out how to, to, to now taste wine um, since, and have parties, without, have being parties, parties. without actually being together. Um, it was just such a it was just such a cool celebration because uh, you know it was such so many great stories of of the history of the winery and and Eileen's leadership and then this fantastic welcome for for somebody who I think is going to just take the sparkling wine program the still wine program and the winery as a whole that's you know they're sustainably farmed estate fruit kind of take it to the next level. So, does so, it so change, excited. Does it change the bubbly at all when you have a, a new change like that? Well, I mean, it, there's the beauty of, of bubbles is there is kind of a house style 
The interesting thing, though, about Domaine Carneros is that their vintage wines, unlike like champagne is usually a non-vintage to actually have a designated vintage year is pretty rare, um, whereas Domaine Carneros is a, a vintage wine house. So, of course, but that's the 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 house style is still in place. And I would say you know, I would worry more about what Mother Nature gives you rather than what Remy than does. What, than what the the leadership is. They right. they the winery as a whole has had a separate um, winemaker um, for many years to make their still um, Pinot Noir wines. So, but again, Remy's kind of the overseer now mm-hmm. of of everything, and I I'm I'm excited to to see to see what they what they do. Just in in December of nineteen, we had my sister and I had the opportunity to do their chips and dip tasting, which was their gorgeous Lareve sparkling wines with caviar. And it was one of the finest experiences cool. that that I've ever had. And if Remy's going to kind of take those kind of ideas and, you know, expand on that, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Wow. So, so excited. So good stories, good leadership. I'll share that bubbly and some uh, caviar with you anytime. Yes. Let's go to, let's, let's go talk to about acting. a couple acting yes. categories. So best supporting actor. Uh, Daniel Kaluuya for Judah, Judas and the Black Messiah. Sasha Baron Cohen is nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Trial of Chicago 7 in a really good role. Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami playing uh, Sam Cooke. And Paul Racy, The Sound of Metal, seems like a complete non-actor in a really great role as the counselor there. Then Lake, Thief, Lake, uh, Lake Keith, Lake Keith Stanfield, uh, the other guy, the other star of mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh, it's nice to see both of those nominated for that film. But isn't Daniel Kaluuya an like? Is he not the lead actor? I think in that film? I think Lakeith is the lead. Okay. And Daniel is the supporting, supporting. actor. Okay. I'm kind of surprised. They're both. In the you know, they position actor. these things, and yeah. sometimes you can you can play a big part and be nominated for supporting actor, which you know that's kind of it's yeah. kind of ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. Um, I think all of these are really good, including Sasha Baron Cohen, who I think is really great in that film. And I think the whole entire momentum is going to Daniel Kaluuya uh, to win. And when you watch that film, he's mesmerizing. You can't take your eyes off him. And I love Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah. so much in One Night in Miami, but I think he's the one who comes in second mm-hmm. for playing Sam Cooke. And near the end of that movie when he sings and they do that whole montage of what's really going on mm-hmm. is really beautiful and powerful stuff. Now, in Best Actor, uh, Chadwick Boseman, uh, posthumously, in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Stephen Yeun from Minari and The Walking Dead. Walking Dead. And <laughs> Gary Oldman as Mank. Just call oh me my Mank. God. My name is Mank. Just call me Mank. The movie drove me crazy. That, that movie drove you nuts, didn't it? <laughs> and it's a David Fincher film, who's amazing. Uh, um, all along, all along, and I don't think this is... Because uh, um, Chadwick Boseman was also great in *The Five Bloods*, mm-hmm. the Spike Lee film, which was very much overlooked in all of these. But I think Chadwick Boseman is so good in *My Rainy's yeah. Black Bottom* that I, uh, if if he doesn't win that, and there's all this now new momentum for Anthony Hopkins to win for *The Father*, and really? I don't agree with that. No. I think he, I think you could put any of these in second. Stephen Ewan's great in *Minari*. Yeah, he is. Gary Oldman in *Mank* to me comes that it. He's he's such a wonderful he's actor. He's fantastic. It, it, it's just whether you connect with that film or not. He's an alcoholic son of a bee <laughs> in that movie, and he's call me Mank, run around and call me Mank because it's you know it's it's about the guy who wrote, um, um, 
in 1941, Citizen Kane. You know, he wrote close to 100 movies wow. and all these old black and white movies. And, and he actually is, he's actually uncredited in The Wizard of Oz, but he was one of the writers of Wizard of Oz, but never got credit for it. So he's uncredited in wow. that movie. Yeah. But he wrote, wrote a lot of things, but that, that, you know, that was, that was his, his pinnacle. I, can we just give this to Chadwick Boseman in celebration of what a great actor he is in that film and everything else he's ever done? So I like that. It, it works is, for me. It is nice to see, and and you know, you you do kind of wonder in a in an interesting year like this. There's a lot of of um, obviously several African American nominees, but, but lots of diversity with Stephen Yoon and yeah. Riz Ahmed, who you know, Sound of Metal's a really good film. Sound of Metal, all of these are really good films, yeah. And and they get and they get better the more you think about them. The more I think about Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, that's a film I kind of want to watch again too. Mm-hmm. Between that and One Night in Miami, they're similar because they're based on they're they're based on them on, on on stage plays even mm-hmm. and and things that happen. But uh, man, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is just he is great in it, and so is Viola Davis. Fantastic, she's great. So let's toast our male acting categories, in particular, the incredible African-American performances this year, with a wine from one of my favorite individuals, EGOT winner, the amazing John Legend. Yay! So uh, a handful of years ago, John Legend decided that he wanted to add one more um, one more letter to his EGOT, and that's a W for winemaker. So I don't know how to, what that what you'd say to that now. What, we, we got. We got okay. What do we got? We got wine. Excellent. So he partnered with Jean Charles Boisset um, from Napa Valley. Boisset uh, collection owns Raymond. What owns, a character! He's fantastic. Good winemaker and a character. Um, and started his LVE wines and they started with a Napa Valley cab has now done bubbles has now done a a bubbly rosé and then a gorgeous rosé from Provence and I think just added a Chardonnay also because Chrissy likes Chardonnay she does um so I thought a nice pretty pink um rosé would be perfect to pair with our gentleman because everybody should drink pink. And so the rosé from Provence, it's just, it's a classic Cote de Provence uh, rosé with lots of kind of herbs to Provence. So that lavender and the wild, wild sage and, you know, kind of wild thyme and some nice apricot notes and white peach and a little bit of, of wild berry. So just a, a really pretty and, you know, just a, a whisper of, of, of a kind of salmon, pale salmon color. It's a beautiful, beautiful bottle, beautiful presentation. And, you know, from one of the coolest people, I think, in the entire world. I think John Legend is one of the coolest people. Yeah. I walk, So here's my life with Haley. I walked in the house one day and uh, I, I can hear her talking. But remember, everything is on Zoom now because there's nobody else around. And uh, other than the dog Yoda, and she's on a Zoom with John Legend and talking wine, and it's like, this is great. I just want to, <laughs> I want to hang out with this lady. All right, let's do one more acting ca- actress category. Let's do the actresses now, yeah. and then we'll we'll take a break and come back and do some other stuff. So, best supporting actress: Amanda Seyfried for Mank. Just call me Mank. <laughs> Olivia Coleman, who's great as the daughter and the father to Anthony Hopkins. Uh, Yun Yu Young from Minari, who's the mother or the grandmother. Uh, Maria Bakalova, who's in Borat, subsequent movie film. 
and uh, who poses as Borat's daughter, 16-year-old daughter, and it's not. She's in her 20s. Uh, Glenn Close in Hillbilly Elegy, a Ron Howard film. Um, I, this one, this ca- category is all over the map. I have no idea who wins this. I, I really have no idea other than I think the grandmother in Minari wins this. I was, it's I, a really fine role. It's fantastic. And and I think I, w- I was listening to, um, I think there was an NPR special that the writer for Minari was on. And it was so fascinating because it's kind of his story and it's a story of his life. And he was so worried about... Um, kind of telling his parents that he was doing this film that they really didn't um, know about it until after it was, it was done, but they were so once they, they were so proud of him and they loved the film and everything's all good, but they were also then so just floored because the, the grandmother, um, and I apologize if I butcher her name. John Yoo Young. Yes. Is like their most favorite actress from Korea, and yeah. she's like she's so famous, and they, they loved her so much. And then they were like, "Well, gosh, why didn't we? Why didn't you tell us? We wanted to meet her. Well, we could have hung out with her and so, Yeah, but it was it, yeah. And I thought uh, she she kind of makes the film. She kind of makes the film for me. Yeah. Olivia Coleman wins. With, uh, is nominated for everything she does now on yeah. television and on film. Uh, Amanda Seyfried's really good, uh, and she and she plays a real actress. Uh, I think it's Marion Davies. In that movie, uh, but and then Glenn Close, I'm, I'm a little baffled by that Oscar nomination because it's such a. Uh, uh, there's not a lot of arc in that movie to her, but she's all in. I mean, she's all in, and she's very, very good. And it's Glenn Close, but uh, but I, I I think this is. I hope I hope the, the grandmother mm-hmm. from Minari wins it. Best actress. This is a great category. I think every one of these has a chance to win. Yeah. Frances McDormand for Nomadland, who's been winning almost everything, but not everything. Mm-hmm. She did not win the SAG, SAG Award, award. Mm-hmm. but she just won the BAFTA, the British Award for, for Best Actress. Viola Davis won the SAG Award. That means that the actors voted for Viola yeah. in this. Uh, and they're, you know, they're both Oscar winners. Frances has won twice, and Viola's won. Uh, Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. Any other, uh, if she won, I would be thrilled. I would be thrilled. I don't think she will, but if she did. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Don't think I think she probably comes in fifth in this. And then Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday when she won the Golden Globe and mm-hmm. and surprised everybody and snuck in and won. Mm-hmm. So Frances McDormand hasn't won every one. So this is a toss up. I'm going to give it to Frances McDormand because I think that actress and that film is going to going to kind of sweep and do a lot of things. But you know, if Viola Davis or Carrie Mulligan won, I'd be thrilled. But I, I'm okay. I think this is the strongest. I think this is the strongest acting category of all of men or women. Right now, I think that best actress best category actress. is all good. Nice. Yeah. yeah. So we're going to have a, a wine from a strong, lovely woman to pair with our females. That would make total sense. I think so. And we're also going to gonna gonna do a shout out to all of our old friends in Dallas. So we are going to pair with a wine from one of Sonoma and Dallas's most impressive Leading ladies, Catherine Walt Hall. Nice. So, um, Dallas resident, grew up in California and wine country, though. She's a former ambassador to Austria. She's co founder of the North Texas, the Dallas's North Texas Food Bank, that I think, especially in the past year, just. 
did so much for so, so, much. so many people and has over the years. And that's a big undertaking. Yeah. It's a big city and that's a big food bank. So um, she has, uh, we obviously know uh, Hall Wines in Napa Valley, and she also has Walt, which isn't, um, I, I think really in the past few years, I've, I've gotten to know more about those wines, but it's named after her maiden name. Um, in Sonoma and really is where where Hall is all cab and Sauvignon Blanc and big bold this is her her toast to her love for Chardonnay and Pinot Noir Walt W-A-L-T yep Um, and we've done a couple different tastings with them we've done a a kind of a whole Appalachian series of of tasting through different regions of Pinot Noirs to to really and I love doing tastings like that because it really helps you understand why why terroir or like a sense of place is so important and the wines but as we're not quite too big red yet let's do her sonoma coast chardonnay so walt's sonoma coast chardonnay with this beautiful category it's fresh it's got you know great pacific influence so you're gonna have a lot of nice um, freshness and acidity um, beautiful kind of uh, orchard fruit, so apples and pears, a little bit of citrus. There's also just, a, I think, a little hint of like a saline or a brininess from that Pacific influence, but just a really beautiful, luscious, lovely wine that ages for about a little over a year or so, a little bit of kind of those toasted spice notes and, and a little creaminess to to the finish of the wine. But think just a really beautiful little, nice. little little chardonnay we always love a good chardonnay to a lady to, toasting the ladies to, to pair with our women so. you know it's there's nothing better in in my life to walk into our home and say what are we having tonight and Haley just looks at me and says walt it's, it's a good day it's a good day when you can have walt hey when we come back on kogel wine and film a perfect pairing more wines paired with oscar nominations including two women nominated this year for best director it has never happened and the eight films nominated for Best Picture. And we will be right back. Welcome back to Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. And as we get ready for the 93rd Annual Academy Awards taking place on Sunday night, April 25th, from multiple locations, we are going to get into Best Director. Let's do that. I think this year things match. You know, for the last few years, we never know if the best director and the best picture are going to match. And you can have up to 10 nominated films. There are eight this year, but only five nominated directors. So so there's always that chance that they won't match if something sneaks in there and wins. But here's the nominees for best director, and they're strong. Chloe uh, Zhao for Nomadland. She just won the BAFTA Award, too. Uh, and uh, and Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman. Both of these are women that wrote, not only wrote their screenplays, but directed their films. David Fincher for Mank. Mank, call me Mank. David Fincher's dad wrote the screenplay. Uh, his dad has passed away. But David Fincher directed The Social Network and Seven and uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And he's just, he's one of my favorite yeah. filmmakers in the world. Man comes along, it's all in black and white, and, and it's it's so stylish and so interesting to watch, technically, that I, th- I, I, I you know, as a director, I, I'm not surprised that he's a nominator. I am surprised that Spike Lee is not. Right. And there's a few other, but, but you know, it's a, it's a, it's one of those technical Marvel films. It's not worth it, and, and it's not a film that you might not necessarily connect with. Mm-hmm. And then uh, also Thomas Vinterberg for another round. 
the Danish foreign language film. And we watched that the other night. And you have a, a foreign language director sneaking in and bumping out Spike Lee and some other people that probably could deserve to be in here. But this guy's a really wonderful filmmaker. And that's a very odd film. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting about being overserved and overdrinking. It's a comment on the Danish culture, on the young Danish culture. It's also um, kind of a dark comedy. Mm -hmm. I didn't get a lot of the comedy out of it because I, I, the drinking was so severe in mm -hmm. it that it wasn't funny to me. But I get it as I step back and think about that film. But it's Thomas Vinterberg, and I don't think he has a chance at all to win this Oscar, but he is nominated. So that, it is interesting, though, because I know there was a lot of, uh, of like, why wasn't Spike Lee? And how did this film get it? Because I, I really... Yeah, Defy Bloods was... Uh, even, even, even the actors were overlooked. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, they're... I really, really enjoyed that film yeah, and, and thought it was really smart about what it was and, and thought it was well-made. And, mm -hmm. you know, that's, is it just Spike Lee's getting another no, I don't think he, overlook or is it? No, I, you know, so I'm just going to throw this overall diversity thing. I also am also very uncomfortable always talking as a white film critic talking about black films and black culture like I know what they're doing mm -hmm. but there's more diversity this year in mm -hmm. women in 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 diversity in in the color of our skin mm -hmm. thrown into films more people and when you have one night in Miami and and you have uh, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom and these other films coming out Minari coming out um, maybe there wasn't room for the five bloods I don't know I I would have I'd throw that in there I would have nominated it for best picture too mm-hmm mm -hmm. But Spike's an acquired taste for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. he, he, Spike leads. Spike makes movies that get in your face, but they tell the truth and they're interesting, and they're almost like operas. They're mm -hmm. they're operatic. The music scores in Spike Lee's films mm -hmm. are operatic, and they're sometimes too big. And these are all kind of smaller uh, films on that, ex except for Mank. But yeah, I don't know. Spike's overlooked a lot. Mm -hmm. He's overlooked a lot, but he's made a lot of films, and he's been celebrated a lot too so yeah i'm kind of surprised and then the last director is lee isaac chung who we were talking about his personal story for minari and i'm very excited that he's nominated mm -hmm. here uh so i would throw out thomas vinterberg i think lee isaac chung probably doesn't have much of a chance i don't think fincher has a chance i think it's either emerald for promising young woman or chloe for nomadland and i think chloe wins this i think this is her year and we're going to see a lot of films coming from her in the next five to ten years. It's going to be really interesting. I, I love that film. Fun. Yeah. Uh, but I think we're going to see a woman win Best Director. And the only it's only happened one other time, right? I think it was uh, um, for not Zero Dark Thirty. That was her second film. But The, the Hurt Locker. Um, yeah. Um, she was married to... James. James Cameron. Cameron. Oh, that's bad. What was her name? I know. Uh, Catherine, Catherine Bigelow? Catherine Bigelow. Thank you. You're welcome. Uh -huh. Thanks for pulling that out. Of the, you pull that out of the illuminated. Out of the air. You pull that right out of the illuminated Piper Heidsick yes, Magnum did. champagne bottle. Yes, I did. So Bubble. for best direction, um, we're going to kind of come around to a great leader. Um, well, actually, I think they're, it's all great leaders. So let's um, give a nod to another Texan. Okay. Um, so Texas natives, Adam Lee and Diana Novi. Oh, Lee. we love we this all couple. love Siduri. 25 years ago, uh, dreamed of moving to California to make a great Pinot Noir. Um, we've talked about their wines many times on the show because I am, I am, we're great fans of them. 
um, dream turned into a successful winery, Siduri, and and their whole point was always to produce only Pinot Noirs that really told the story of place, kind of as I was speaking to what Walt is doing now, Siduri um, was doing that from, from their very start and purchasing fruit, um, not trying to invest particularly in specific vineyards, but instead find the best fruit that they possibly could, including Rosellas and Gary's and, and uh, some of kind of the, like the, the greatest celebrated Pinot Noir producers yeah. throughout California and now up into Willamette Valley. And they um, made small bat. I mean, and it they, yeah, it wasn't it, when they started, started very small um, and, and then grew the winery and and grew it to be so successful that they sold it to Jackson Family Wines a few years ago and I was so nervous when they did because you just never want the the heart of of the winery to change but over the years I've I mean we've talked about Jackson Family many times on the show because I think when they allow the the wineries the heart of the winery to stay and kind of just take some of the back end stuff and and the the logistic stuff and and have that run a little bit more streamlined but allowing the the wineries to continue to produce what they do and do so well including you know sister properties Lacoya and Cardinal and Arcanum and I mean it's and Kendall Jackson for that and mm. La Crema. I mean, they, they certainly have very, very large producers, but um, they also have some really, really special uh, Zena crown. I like their, their, their portfolio was so impressive with some of these wines. And so for the pairing though, we're going to go up into Willamette Valley with Siduri's Willamette Valley Pinot Noir that I know will always stay true to to its heart and its core because overseeing Jackson family's operations is our very dear friend Eugenia Keegan who kind of like I was talking about Remy we love Eugenia so much she is uh, she, she is so cool she is such a she is she is one of the most passionate one of the most dedicated leaders and and really one of the strongest females in the the whole Willamette Valley winemaking scene um we just adore her and knowing she is a straight shooter she is and but she's 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 great and gracious and 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 we just so very dear so Siduri Valley or Siduri's Willamette Valley Pinot Noir um classic Willamette Valley notes very um kind of savory spices lots of wild strawberry lots of cherry so you know really great fruit notes a little bit of the forest floor just from kind of the classic kind of mushroomy truffley notes that that the, the the kind of volcanic soils that Willamette gives you um just a really beautiful wine yeah. i think um also you know kind of price point for for pinot is also really really kind of a, a great affordable option for for really high quality yeah they can get really really pricey oh yeah and this Pino's is not crazy no so i think i mean it's 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 all I, everything is relative but i think it's like 35 dollars. So, yeah yeah well, those pinots can get really big yeah. yeah so really i think a perfect 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 pairing for our director Okay, here we go for Best Picture. Let's get into Best Picture. All right, there are eight nominated. Nomad Land, The Trial of the Chicago Seven, Promising Young Woman, Minari, Judas, and the Black Messiah. Mank, Mank, call me Mank. Sound of Metal and The Father. Just just for FYI, the only title of Mank is just Mank. I know. It's not, the movie's not called Mank, Mank, call me Mank. That's just me doing that. 
you know, you could walk, you could walk in and I'd be laying on the couch to sleep with our dog Yoda and just touch me and I'll go, Mank, Mank, call me Mank. <laughs> oh, and I'll wake up. Okay, so let's, let's start at the bottom of the list here. Not the bottom meaning quality, but the father. So this Anthony Hopkins film with Olivia Coleman is a fine, fine film. I can't, I can't see that winning Best Picture out of all of these films this year. I think there's two or three that have a good chance. And then I think there's one little kind of maybe long shot dark horse. Could sneak in. Yeah, could sneak in. I think Sound of Metal is a fine film. I don't think there's any chance of winning this, this for Best Picture. I, I, when Mank, Mank, Call Me Mank came out, I thought, well, it's the one to beat now. And now I think it's right sits there probably right in the middle. I think Judas and the Black Messiah is a fine film. I don't think it will win Best Picture out of all of these. I think Minari is the one, the little long shot. Minari is the one that could sneak in there because because it has some pedigree and it has such integrity. And that story of, of moving to Arkansas, you're an Asian family moving to Arkansas, Korean family mm-hmm. moving to Arkansas, and just taking not only the abuse, but trying to farm mm-hmm. and make a living and you know all the stuff that goes with that. And with all the the crazy things that are going on in the world and the anger that we see in, in our society towards Asian population is just unforgivable and awful. Mm-hmm. And, but you complicate that in the South and some racism that is inherent in, in some communities and you just... And it's kind of a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a beautiful family film. Uh, Promising Young Woman is the one that I think, if it snuck in and won Best Picture, I'd be thrilled. The Trial of Chicago 7, I've felt all along uh, that that was the film to beat for Best Picture uh, until I saw Nomadland. And Nomadland for me is that quiet little movie of dignity and kindness where, oh, you know, the, the main conflict of the film is what happens in the first five minutes. She lives in a small town. Her husband dies and she loses her job mm-hmm. because the whole town shuts down. She has a little bit of money, but really not much. She lives frugally. They don't, they don't live fancy at all. Um, and she gets in her van you know, trailer and just takes off and finds other people like her. Mm-hmm. And my first reaction when I started watching the film is I got nervous for her I, it, because I think, so. oh, this is going to be a movie about really bad men, women who live alone out in their trailers. They're going to come and assault her. And it's not about that. Well, and that's the film's been out long enough that hopefully you've, you've seen it. So we're not going to give anything away. But, but I think if I had known when we watched it, that it wasn't that film, that it was, that nothing's going to happen to her. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to go back now and watch it again because because I think I'll, you I, we just inherently have this, oh, something bad's going to happen. Right. And nothing bad happens. And so it's just this really beautiful story. About kindness. Yeah. And other people that have, finding... they, she's going through pain. She's going through lots of pain. There's a lot of sorrow in her life. But that bucket is filled up by the people that she meets that are like her mm-hmm. and have been through that pain and fill her up and reassure her that if you take off and come back, we'll be here We're for you. We're still going to be here. Yeah. And there's the movie is just filled with wisdom by older people. And a lot of a lot of not actors, a lot of people lot that, of this is their, that this is their life. And that's why that director, I think, is going to win Best Director because she just kind of went undercover with mm-hmm. all of them and used all of that. They lived as, that crew lived as nomads. They they lived an unremarkable or a, an unsparkling life mm-hmm. and yet sparkled like crazy because the people they met were so genuine. Mm-hmm. 
you know, you don't have to have everything to be a cool person. And you don't, you know, we, we celebrate a lot of the a lot of the wrong things in the culture, but what's right about this is the dignity of human beings who have suffered loss. And then they want to share their wisdom with you if you want them to. Mm -hmm. And when they do, it's profound. And it's, I was so moved by the ice. I got all teared up 20 minutes into this film. I got teared up four or five. I, I am now just talking about it because it's, it's rare that movies about kindness survive because they're not about conflict. Mm -hmm. You know, the biggest thing is, is she going to meet a guy maybe? Yeah. And you kind of hope she does. And does she or doesn't yes. she? And, and she's, well, that she's going to be peace. okay. Yeah. That she's able to find peace yeah. and that she's able to kind of get, and not necessarily move on with her life because this, because she, this is her move on. This is the life mm -hmm. that she wants to, yeah. to live. There's a scene where she goes and stays with her, with her sister. And it's kind of like, okay, that's fine. But that's not, I don't, this isn't my life. I don't want to live in a, she a doesn't fancy need house. A fancy house yeah. with a nice bedroom. Yeah. You know, what she needs is the dignity of other people like her that have been through things well, to and, share and and and, and, and kindness. And she, and the acts of kindness in this movie are, are, are really beautiful. Are all all there all the time. And I think that it's also having every everyone around her accept that this is the decision. You know, it may not be the life you want to lead, right? But it's not your life, right? So, yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's okay. So before we get into my pairing, which I do think is a perfect pairing. Um, if 10 films could be nominated, then like, how come a Ma Rainey's Black Bottom didn't get yeah, it? How know. come a, a, the, the One Night in Miami didn't get it? Well, it's such year, a weird right? year because of none of the, all these films are small and were streaming. I mean, Tenet wasn't nominated. Tenet was a yeah. big, big Chris Nolan film. Our one film we actually saw in a theater. Yeah, the only year. film we saw in <laughs> over a year in a theater. And I think it's a fine film. Yeah. It could have, it could be in here. But no, I don't know. They just didn't reach the numbers that they have. I guess. Interesting. You, know, you gotta get you gotta get the numbers. But I bet it was close. Yeah. I bet Spike Lee's film and I think Ma Rainey's film was really close. I would put I would maybe take one or two of these out and put Ma Rainey in yeah. there. Or one not even take it out. Too. I mean, if if they had ten, then yeah, just, one night in Miami was a nominee for best picture. I know. That's kind of surprised. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So last pairing as we celebrate trying to get back to normal. Um, we are going to toast with Orrin Swift's Eight Years in the Desert. So when winemaker Dave Feeney sold Prisoner, um, yeah. which is yeah, highly popular, he was not allowed to produce a similar Zinfandel blend styled wine for eight years. And as this past year... Why? It was part of the agreement and the sale to okay. uh, his sale when he sold. You the, can't make wine for he, eight years. No, he can't make he can't make, make a, a he can't make a he can't remake Prisoner right as uh, and okay. put a different name on it. He had to kind of he he was making other wines. Certainly, Warren Swift has been right. a very popular um, brand from Napa Valley for many years. Um, he just couldn't recreate that particular wine, and so I think as the past year. Has certainly felt like at least eight or ten or like twenty yeah, <laughs> of, right. of sitting and waiting and waiting for um, the world to to in so many reasons get a little bit more back to normal now um, that he is able to create a, a similar kind of Zinfandel blend that he is calling Eight Years in the Desert. Perfect. Name. I think it's kind of the perfect pairing, um, and it's big. It's an orange swift wine, so these you know it's first off. A very heavy bottle, 
um, that has a very big wine in it. It's big, it's robust, it's, it's, you know, brambly fruit. It's a lot of spice. It's a lot of, it's, it's high alcohol. It's big fruit forward. It's a big, I would say it's the perfect pairing for the night. But if you're going to enjoy it, open it early in the afternoon. Let it breathe <laughs> for about three, four hours. Breathe. Um, and it's a great wine. And honestly, it's it's for for being kind of an Orange Swift wine. It's it's still pretty affordable. I want to say it's maybe fifty bucks. So yeah. so it's not bad. But it's it's a special wine, and and I think the the kind of perfect pairing for for our Oscar show. If I think Nomadland's your best picture, what do you think is? I you know just how how we were discussing that i thought that it made i i leaned back and forth i i thought promising young woman was really really the more good. i think about it the better it gets and, it's so good and and how it i'd love the twist at the end i thought that that was and and you know you feel for her you feel that you know the bad things that happen actually did happen to her i yeah. mean you know and so that's kind of the it's the opposite the of opposite no of no man land it, i i thought you know i love aaron sorkin films i think that that i liked chicago trial of chicago seven a lot because i think it's just good words yeah. I, I i i'm always interested sometimes i i have to rewatch things because like now wait what did he say maybe between now and 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 the oscars um, let's watch all three of those. Nomadland, Trial of Chicago and, 7. But I also really enjoyed Minari. Yeah. I thought that it was a really, really beautiful film. And it's just, it's a little film. It's not, it's not like you said, it's not a flashy, big um, film. But mm. but it's a really smart film. It's and sweet. It's, and it's a really smart film about family, which I think is really, really important. Oscars right didn't know what to do with it. Is it a foreign language film or not? But it was shot in America, so you can't call it a foreign language film, right. even though it's in Korean. Most of it, not right. all of it. Some of it's in English, but yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. It's a wonderful little film. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... Well, so as we wrap this up, I'm going to fill out my ballot on yes. all the categories and we'll put it up on our website correct? yes oscar ballot will be posted shortly as soon as this show goes up on our website along with some more on all these pairings yeah and then and then you can compare your picks to my picks and it's such a weird year so who knows yeah and anything could happen this uh, this year but we usually do you know 70 80 percent you, you know we, your we stuff. do pretty good yeah. your, your your career is a <laughs> your your 30 years of reviewing films or however long it's been now. i've been reviewing films <laughs> since mank mank okay so <laughs> so next time on kogel wine and film a perfect parent a follow-up on the oscar winners announced on sunday night april 25th i expect a broadcast completely different than anything i think we've ever seen in a year unlike any we have ever lived through. That's the truth. And for more on today's show, as I said, we'll have a blog up on com or redwinewithbreakfast.com. I'll put it on my website as well. And be sure to follow Gary on Twitter at Gary Cogill. And to see what we're drinking now, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dallison Court. And with that, I'm Gary Cogill, and I'm always looking for the next great film. I'm Haley Hamilton Cogill, always in search of a great glass of wine. Join us next time on Cogill Wine and Film, A Perfect Pairing. Aloha. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. 
That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.